Hello everyone, and welcome back to Murder Mayhem, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, H, and today we'll be wrapping up the case of Gerard John Schaefer, aka the Hangman Killer. Now, it's raining where I am right now, so that sets the mood pretty well, but just in case you forgot from last episode how messed up this man is, let's start with a quote from Gerard when asked about his number of victims. One whore drowned in her own vomit while watching me disembowel her girlfriend. I'm not sure if that counts as a valid kill. Do the pregnant ones count as two kills? It can get confusing. So, yeah, just in case you forgot from the last episode what type of person Gerard was, this should serve as a reminder. Let's dive in. To recap, Schaefer starts his sentence on January 15th, 1973, but in between the trial and the start of his jail time, he murders two girls, Susan Place and Georgia Jessup. Now, Susan Place's sister, Lucille, had seen Schaefer's license plate number and his car, but this wasn't investigated until March 25th, 1973, because if you remember from the first episode, the police have not been very helpful in this case. Schaefer denied his involvement in the murder, but four days later, on April 1st, 1973, their skeletal remains washed up. Susan Place had been shot in the jaw, and evidence from the crime scene indicated that the two girls were, quote, tied to a tree and butchered. On April 1st, a father and son pair discovered the extensively decomposed remains of two individuals scattered within and around a hole dug in Oak Hammock Park, Florida. Deep scratch marks were clearly seen on the base of a tree alongside the grave site, close to sections of a torso that had been bound to the base of the trunk. One victim wore remnants of blue jeans and the other was completely nude with a pile of clothing discovered nearby. Sections of both bodies had been dis- had been dug up and scattered by wildlife, and both girls were bound and murdered, their spinal cords were severed, and several bones were completely severed with a knife or machete. And I'm not sure if you guys know this, but it is incredibly difficult and takes a lot of force and a lot of anger to sever a bone with a knife. After they died, the girls' bodies were decapitated and their jawbones had numerous fractures. This is where we get into the stash. On April 7th, police searched Schaefer's mother's house, and they found a lot of evidence. They found a stash of women's jewelry and 100-plus pages of writing and sketches depicting the mutilation and murders of young women, along with newspaper clippings and pieces of ID belonging to Colette Goodenough and Barbara Wilcox, two girls that it was suspected um, that Gerard had murdered. These stories detailed the kidnapping, humiliation, rape, and execution by hanging of a number of teenage girls and young women who he routinely referred to as whores, sluts, and harlots. He had frequently returned to his crime scene weeks or months after the actual murders in order to commit acts of necrophilia with buried and dismembered bodies or to extract teeth from the skull bags filled with live and filled with live cartridges. 13 hunting knives, sections of rope, and scores of softcore pornographic magazines, which he had modified to depict nude, urinating women bound with ropes hanging from trees or other makeshift gallows or bearing bullet wounds. Other images recovered were 37 black and white Polaroid photos depicting women being hung and or mutilated. So this is kind of where we see the resurgence of Gerard's big interest with hanging and also the human body defecating on itself um, after death. Um, so to continue, he had frequently, oh, sorry, we already read that, um, jewelry, um, from the scene connects Schaefer to the disappearances of not only the two women I mentioned earlier, but also of Mary Briscalina, Elise Farmer, and Leigh Bondi's as well, but he only faced charges for the murders of Jessup and Place. So finally, let's get into Gerard's jail time. 
Post-trial, he spent much of his time devoted to the cor- to correspondence and what he termed a new writing genre called, quote, killer fiction. Schaefer described the genre as one which does not glorify violence, but enables the reader to see the acts of murder and necrophilia in stark reality. Although he claimed these writings were fictional, several investigators believe that many of these writings incorporate his own murders and assaults. And I know that this sounds crazy, but throughout this, the whole time that he was committing these crimes, he had a girlfriend, London, who gradually served as the, his co-author in this writing genre, later publishing a compilation of his short stories and drawings entitled Killer Fiction in 1990. A second book, Beyond Killer Fiction, followed two years later. The stories within Killer Fiction and Beyond Killer Fiction typically involved the savage, graphic torture, mutilation, and murder of young women, usually penned from the perspective of the killer, who is often a rogue police officer, like Gerard was himself. He also accused Bundy of playing at copycat regarding his own crimes, which just kind of shows you how conceited Gerard was. On December 3rd, 1995... Finally, Schaefer was stabbed to death on the floor of his cell in prison. He had over 40 stab wounds to the face, head, neck, and body, with his throat also being slashed, his right eye completely destroyed, and several ribs fractured. A 32-year-old fellow inmate named Vincent Faustino Rivera had killed Schaefer following an argument over who received the final cup of hot water from a dispenser prior to his murder. Rivera never confessed to the crime nor gave any motive for the murder. Schaefer might have been killed for being a prison informant, as the year prior to his murder, other inmates had had repeatedly thrown human waste at him and twice set his cell on fire, which are acts that would uh, be consistent with him being a prison informant. Reportedly, Schaefer's classification um, classification officer confirmed that he was murdered in a direct response to his leaking confidential information to authorities pertaining to a well-respected and powerful inmate. Um... But that's the end. That's the end of Gerard John Schaefer. Um, This case is absolutely bananas. I'm surprised it isn't talked about more often, but I'm glad I got to share it with you guys. Um, I know this episode was a bit shorter. Um, We were just wrapping up the case from uh, the previous episode. Um, But next time we should have a longer case for you guys. um, And I'm very excited to share it with you. So that's all I have. Um, Stay safe out there.